Welcome to the Varsity Radio Show. We're going to Meme of the Week. Meme of the Week. Uh, and so the first one today, and I love this one, is Lord, I'm not rushing you for my soulmate. I'm just asking for the trekking. I just yeah, need, you've I just been here before. I just need to know where they are. Like, and what, what time they're going to be here. Right. You know, that's good stuff. I'm not pressuring you, God. I just need a trekking. ETA. But uh, yeah, a personal ETA <laughs> would be... Yeah, I know you've been in that position before. Been in that position. And then this this one right there. Why don't you do that, Derek? All right. Them. How many push-ups can you do? Me. If they're the orange flavor, I know for a fact. I can do seven of them in one sitting. <laughs> Those push-ups are things. so good. They are. That, and then, but the, the cardboard gets soggy towards yeah. the end. Yeah. Makes it even better. Yeah. A little cardboard with your is, ice cream. This is my favorite, and I've seen it before, but it's been a while. It's the end of the yearbook, right? It's like, what scares you most, sharks? Snakes? Bugs. Dylan, what scares you most? The unstoppable marching of time that is slowly uh, guiding us all towards an inevitable death. This kid's like six. This is what cracks me up. The one after, Catherine. What scares you the most, Dylan? Dylan? That that kid that just said that? (laughs) <laughs> that was so appropriate. And uh, <laughs> you, that's my favorite. Yeah. And then we have the char burger, which is really oh, quite man. fantastic. We all had that before the show. So good. Yeah. It yeah. was really good. Was, you, was yours good, Randy? It was amazing. Randy, tell them what you had. I had a Philly cheesesteak and some onion ring. Come on, somebody. Mm. What did you have? I had I had the salad today. You had the healthy option. Yeah. Nice. I drank sweet tea though, so that's true. Yeah. Made it better. BNB video games. Have you done this yet? You got oh, yeah. to, man. It's, it's quite the part. 80 style arcade. Uh, it's in Albertville, Alabama by the Pizza Hut. And that's B&B Video Games. And then there's the Boaz Non-Cinema. The Semi-Circle Movie Theater. Yep. That will be around to the end of the month. And the, you've got until the end of the month. you got a week. It's totally worth it. Hey. Yes. Okay. We're going to go into FCA Moment of the Week. It's time for the FCA Moment of the Week. Right there on the video screen is one of our favorite people, Candy Armstrong. How are you, Miss Candy? Hi. I'm good. How are y'all? She's such a happy person. Happy. She, like, makes my day when she comes on. Try to be. Try to be. How is Candy doing? Try to be. Candy's doing good. Candy's got a lot going on in personal world and FCA world, so we're wow. just, Candy's trying to get by. <laughs> <laughs> we hey, believe in you, yeah. Candy. Keep your head above the water. And it's you only it's only Tuesday, so you know. I know. <laughs> I There's a new some encouragement. coming on Friday. What? Two sons that are building houses and getting ready to move in. So yeah. Wow. New that's, season of life. That's a lot going on. It's fun to yeah. be Candy Armstrong. It's exciting. Yeah. yeah, it's fun. I feel like you have a famous it's good. name. Life is good. It's easy. Yeah. So, Miss Candy, what's going on in the wonderful world of Fellowship of Christian Athletes? We are uh, in transition, I guess you could say right now. We have a golf classic coming up this week on Monday at the Ledges. Is that what next week, actually? Ooh. And um, tomorrow, we all leave to go to staff retreat to plan the next year. <laughs> wow. So, we are uh, we are busy, busy. Yeah, we have started our weekly huddles. 
in different areas and we are doing developing our leadership teams for the schools right now kind of challenging because you know covid numbers are going up and can we get in the schools can we not get in the schools yeah. and so but so far we've been blessed but uh we're just trying to gear up for the new school year and asking for prayers in the process <laughs> that's awesome what a, so so tell us a little bit about those huddles that y'all are yeah. you guys are doing so the huddles that we're doing, um, the one in Madison East guys has started up and we have different people. Some are board members, some are home team members with FCA, staff members are also attending. We meet with kids in the area before school because a lot of times we can't get onto campus right now. And we are trying to provide still a way that the kids can come together that we can meet with them. We have like different devotionals, um, small Bible studies. We meet probably 30 to 45 minutes before school. So these are kids who are getting up before they have to go to school. Wow. Some are doing virtual and don't right. have to come. But they get up and they come before school just to be able to be poured into. That's awesome. And that's what we're doing is we're trying to share as much as we can as often as we can we've got the guys huddle in huntsville that meets on friday mornings at 7 15 at little rosie's and then we will have a girls huddle that will be meeting we're trying to finalize all the dates and times locations of that but uh yeah but it's just kids coming together that's wanting to be encouraged and needs to be encouraged especially in the dark times we're living in so yeah. we're just trying to be the light and if you're out there and you want to participate, where can they find? Because our area, our heavy area, is Marshall County. Can, where can they be? Where can they participate in that? Yes, Marshall County, and we will have a guys and girls huddle for Marshall County North and South. So we'll hit more nice. the Gunnersville area, and then we also go up towards the Boaz and Abbotville area as well. So they will be broken up into guys and girls North and South, um, to be able. But they can go to NorthAlabamaFCA.org. All the information, everything we have going on is there. Um, we have posted our um, highlight videos from summer camp. They're on there too. So one of our um, summer interns, Annalie Warren, that attends Mississippi State, she's the one that put all our videos and stuff together. Nice. She did an amazing job. But you can kind of go and check out and see what our summer camps was like and what we did over the summer as well. Well, that's cool. But NorthAlabamaFCA.org. Awesome. Nice. Well, Miss Candy, it is always You'll find fan everything there. It's always fantastic to have you on this show. Far sweet. And congratulations sweet, sweet, sweet. on being a grandmother again. Keep us yep. in, in your prayer. Yes. We yes, will. Yes, we will. I know. I'm so excited. Another boy. I have four boys and I've got two grandsons now. That's right. <laughs> awesome. So it's exciting. But if y'all would please keep us. If you would, please, though, seriously, if you and your listeners, if y'all could keep FCA in your prayers as we try, try to navigate these waters with COVID reoccurring yep. and numbers going up again, and yep. that we'll just, you know, that we will be, um, that God will continue to use us and yep. open doors of where he needs us to be. Amen. We'd appreciate it. Fantastic. Well, Miss Candy, thank you for joining us. Thank you. Have a great day. Thanks, Candy. And now, today's clutch moment. Derek, and I don't know if you've ever been this way, but I have. Have you ever felt like you were the very last option 
oh, or yeah. something in life. Like, have you ever or, been picked last? Or similar thing, or, or just an after an afterthought? Like, yeah. oh yeah, yeah. You can, what, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know that you can be on our team. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, okay, sure. Yeah, you, you can come. Have you been there? Yeah. You ever been picked last? Some. In some. Certain, it's some. Yeah. I, I just can't you're imagine. Opening up, you're opening up old wounds. I'm so sorry. I just, I, I can't imagine anybody picking Derek Glass for anything. Like, was it, what was it? I mean, kickball, softball. Yeah. You know, whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It happens to all of us. Yeah. But you, you know, it's always good to make somebody realize that they made a mistake in that time. <laughs> right? I'm going to make you pay. That's right. <laughs> yeah. I've done that before. Uh, but how how did that make you feel, Derek? Oh, I mean, I mean, nobody. There's not one individual that enjoys the feeling of being left out, exclude, like you know, excluded, you know, afterthought. Like nobody, nobody enjoys that. You're right. Yeah. You're right. So I think that it's because event events like these, Derek. And maybe I'm wrong, but I think it's because of events like these being picked last, being thought of, that we then begin to question if God can use us or will mm. use us. We we begin to fill in the blanks for God why he can't use us, right? Because we're all painfully aware of the things that we're not good at. Mm-hmm. And all of us deal with insecurities and inadequacies, right? Yep. We all deal with that. I, I think there's not one person in this room or in this world that doesn't get up and look in the mirror and there's something we don't like, not just physically, but in our life, right? And so too often, we are our biggest enemies and we build our biggest barriers. So I just want to talk to you about why I believe God will use us. And the first thing I want to say is this, our flaws work to his advantage I like that Derek and I can show you in the Bible over and over and over and over and over and over and over again Bible character after Bible character that God took their flaws and did something awesome with it right so how does God take advantage of our flaws what would you say well number one the Bible the Bible says that you know when we are weak he is strong um yeah you know if like you said there's a whole list of things you know Abraham was a liar he lied you know oh yeah Moses gave a whole list of excuses um, and something that I've heard and has really just kind of stuck in me is your weaknesses are insurance policies for God in other words he's gonna call us in areas where we may not be necessarily strong suited right because hopefully in that moment we rely more on him and not ourselves right um and so that's kind of the not that God needs an insurance policy, right. um, but He's going to move us in directions of places, in some places, where we're weak, so that we have to rely on Him. We have to spend more time praying about it, communicating with Him about right. it, and spending more time with Him, getting closer to Him, so that we can walk, and He can be strong in our weaknesses. Yeah. Yeah, and the good. which brings me to my second point. The closer I get to God, the more He uses me, Right. So why do you think this statement is true, though? Well, I think, actually, on this same talk, topic, I actually saw something the other day that if you want to talk about weakness and inadequacies, and we go through that list of Bible characters, one of the reasons why 
some of those Bible characters are used is because they were available. Right. You know, David, think about all the times that David totally just blows it. Yeah, he did. He's a terrible dad. You know, the whole Bathsheba, adultery. Not killed, just adultery. Killed somebody. Yeah, let me just kill her husband. Send him, you know, he completely b- blows it. Yet the Bible says that David was a, was a man after God's own heart. Right. And so that closeness and that ability to repent and to under... I think also... You have to understand your weaknesses. Right. I, th- I think that it's not very healthy for you to just walk around and not acknowledge the places in your life that you're not very good, you know, that things that you could get better. Yeah. Um, and so that availability and that closeness um, allows us to be used. Because if we're not, if we're not very close to God, we're doing our own thing. Yeah. And, and then it's just not going to go very well. The closer we are to God, the more we hear his heart, we hear his voice, we know what to do, mm-hmm. right? And the last thing I want to say, we are part of his plan. Ephesians 2.10 says it like this, For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things that he planned for us a long time ago. That's an encouraging verse. Mm-hmm. That says that God doesn't think that we're scraps, but he sees us. He planned for us a long time ago, right? So knowing this, this is the last question. Knowing this, Derek, how does this change how you feel what God thinks about you? I mean, if we acknowledge that God is all-knowing and all-powerful and all-loving, and we're not, and we have flaws, we have sin, we have weaknesses, we have all these things, yet He chooses us. Yeah. And something that I've been hitting with my youth group over the last couple of weeks is not only does he love us, not only does he have a plan for us, he committed to us before we actually commit to him. While we were yet sinners, he died Christ for died us. for us. And so it's like, once I start to understand that, that he loves me, that because of the blood of Jesus, now I've been made right and whole and yeah. perfect before God, then that should begin to affect any sort of self-esteem right. problem that I have. Now, I can understand what I'm weak in yeah. and not be low self-esteem about it, if that makes sense. Right. Like, no, this is just an area where I need to get better and I need to grow. I need to grow. Back. I need to grow. Yeah. Um, and so that's something that you can constantly go to Scripture. And I encourage any of you to build a habit of having some of those Scriptures in your memory bank or on your phone yeah. um, about what God thinks about you, that you're holy, that you're perfect, that you're righteous, that... He loves us and that he, you know, John 3, 16. Yeah. I mean, I know that verse is about salvation, but it's also for God so loved that he gave. Right. You were a high price, you know? So so all of that stuff we can just think on and dwell on and hopefully change the way that we see ourselves when we think about how God sees us. That's good. That's so good. That's my challenge to you today. I I just want to tell you, God will use you. Uh, I don't care how many flaws you have or how inadequate you think you are. In his mind, your flaws become one of his greatest advantages, right? He can use that if you'll let him. That's what we got to you for you today in Clutch. Stephen? Coming up, we got Greg Glasscock, oh. our sports analyst, going to be talking with us about local sports. So hang around for that. Here's Matthew Parker with Roses right here on the Varsity Radio Show. And we have the privilege of having the greatest sports analyst in Marshall County over here on the Varsity Radio Show, good friend of ours, 
Greg the man Glasscock, how are you? What's going on, guys? Oh, not much. We're Everything just good today. Yeah, we're good. We're great. It's we, a great day. We want to talk about football in Marshall County, though. And Greg got to go okay. be a part of a big, big Sounds game. Like yeah. So we we were talking about this. We can go over this quick because there's some other games I want to talk about. Um, so Gunnersville Hanley, that was the biggest game of the week. Number two versus number five. Tell us about it, Greg. Right. Well, it was really built up big. Uh, two great teams. You know, Hanley won it all last year in 4A. Gunnersville went for the second round and got defeated by a very good Pleasant Grove team and uh, expecting a great matchup in the kickoff classic at the Crampton Bowl, but uh, only one team showed up, and that was Hanley out of Roanoke, Alabama. Gunners didn't really get off the bus. They got hit in the mouth, didn't respond. I know Coach Reese was not happy. Um, Hanley's the real deal, and everybody talks about their great running back, uh, Tay Meadows, which has 19 D1 offers right now. He's committed to Georgia Southern. Wow. Nothing against Georgia Southern, but I think he could probably go better than that. Uh, but they went forward deep, I believe, at running back against us. Uh, quarterback was a sophomore. He didn't have to throw it much, but he was pinpoint perfect on the few passes he made. For Gunnersville, you know, they, they return a couple of all-staters on offense with Cole McCarty back at quarterback and Logan Tate at running back. Had a hard time getting going, which Gunnersville is having to, you know, groom at least a couple new offensive linemen. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hanley exploited that. I don't think Cole was sacked at a time last year, and I think uh, last week was four or five sacks. He just didn't look comfortable in the pocket. He seemed to be running for his life. Logan, I think, wound up with 80-something yards, and, you know, a lot of that was against Hanley's second and third string in the second half. I think at halftime he had 10 or 15 yards. I mean, it is just one of those nights where really, and I said it over and over on the broadcast, I didn't want to sound like a broken record. You know, everything that could go right was for Hanley and everything that could absolutely go wrong went wrong for Gunnersville. I mean, you know, Gunnersville got the ball first, a quick three and out. The, honestly, the first three punts of the night for Gunnersville, which is usually a fairly a strong point. McCarty's the punter, too, normally. They honestly did not punt for the first down on their first three punts. It was like four, five, six-yard punts, giving Hanley great field position. And it was, you know, like 40 41, 48 to nothing at the half, and me and one other guys during one of the breaks was saying, you know, hey, this is what we did to teams last year. Yeah. And now it's being done to us, and it's not a good feeling because Hanley had second stringers in before halftime. Wow. So it was embarrassing, and I know it was a long – it's probably been a long week of practice, and it needs to be, and they got a huge game coming up this Friday night against – Arab coming in, which they're on a high after blowing out Albert Bull. That's yeah, what I wanted to talk. Game. Well, that's what I wanted to talk to you next, Greg. So, Arab Albertville, I don't think any of us expected it to be that big. And how how do you think Gunnersville responds to Arab after that? Well, I talked to some guys recently that follow. Albertville closely, including one of the radio guys, and they weren't expecting that. They 
you know, it's probably going to be a long year for Albertville and 7A again. It's just going to continue. But, you know, against ARAB, they can't get blown out like that. And from what I understand, ARAB did it mostly on the ground. ARAB has a great combination of the Johnson brothers, which I, they play every sport. Ed and Wes are very talented. One's quarterback, one's I think he plays running back and wide receiver, maybe. And it's a pivotal game for Gunnersville because even though they have not even started region play yet, a loss to ARAB, and I think the season could really go south. Meanwhile, a win against the Knights at home in the home opener and a big rivalry. And I think all's well again and, you know, good again in Gunnersville going into region play. So I think this is a pivotal game for the Wildcats Friday night at Chorba Levy. I was thinking the same thing. You got anything, Derek? Uh, <clears throat> another big game that I was watching was, you know, Douglas. Douglas is expected to be a pretty good team. We had we had one of their coaches on a couple of weeks ago, and they go they go to Weaver, and they put up forty three and win forty three to six. And so, I mean, you've got some you've got some some county schools, you know, doing big things. What do you think? Yeah, about congratulations that? last week. Let's see. Well, Douglas is very good, and congratulations to them, along with, of course, ARAB, uh, Boaz, you know, Douglas. They all won games last week. Douglas is an up-and-coming team, and I think the world, Coach Lyles and Coach Mitchell, that went over there, they blew out Weaver, and I don't know if you guys knew this yet. I I wrote it down earlier. I saw it on uh, Facebook where uh, Douglas was supposed to host Brindley Mountain, this week, and I think they're already having homecoming, and maybe people are doing all this stuff early because of COVID. Because I know at ARAB against Albertville, I saw where it was senior night, which I thought was odd, but I guess we don't know what the season holds. But Brindley Mountain has some COVID issues, so now Douglas is hosting Woodville okay. Friday night for homecoming. So they could very easily be 2 and 0 to start the year, and Douglas is a team in that region that. You know, same region as Gunnersville, so I think they're really a team to to look out for this year. They are definitely improving in a school like Douglas, kind of the same way Crossville's been. They've needed stability at head coach. You can't have a coach be basically one and done. Right. And I think with Coach Lyles being, you know, homegrown from there and his family rooted, I think his wife works there, his kids go there and stuff. I think he'll be there for a while and I think he'll be he'll be the person to build that program. You got to watch out for the Eagles. Let's see. I think I noticed this week. I wrote down some notes for this Friday. Asbury plays. Don't know much about them, but they go to Whitesburg Christian uh, Friday night. So who knows? Asbury, the Rams could start off the season maybe two and zero. Who knows? That'd be wow. huge for that program. Yeah, that, I guess that's what I was building so, up to. Uh, that's a big deal. Great way to start the year. Well, I tell you, football is here. College will be here before you know it, and uh, it's, it's exciting. And uh, hope for a big crowd at uh, Gunnersville Friday night. I think once again in the county, looking at the schedule, that is definitely the marquee matchup, and we'll have to see how the Wildcats respond after that beatdown in Montgomery. Yep, Very they got to put it. You know. Talked about in the broadcast, I got to put it behind them because that's one of those games. Of course, you want to win every game, but a loss does not blow your season. It's all right. on how you respond to it. So if they respond, right. I think they're fine because Hanley very well, no offense to any other team on their <laughs> schedule, could very easily be the best team they play all year. Yeah. Right. Right. Agreed. I mean, Obviously. Yeah. You know, yeah. So. 
But anyway, Greg, yeah, thank they're, you. They're with you. Thank you for your time yes. and and your and your wisdom. You know, we really do appreciate <laughs> you here. Sure thing. Anytime. I enjoyed it, fellas. Talk to you later, Greg. See you, Greg. Okay. Bye, Greg. See you soon. All right. Bye bye. All right, we need to tell you about some sponsors here on the show. Of course, we got Charburger. I mean, they're always delivering some amazing food and more information on them. They're open 5.30 to 7, Monday through Saturday. Home of the famous char-grilled Wildcat Burger, scrumptious chicken fingers, Philly cheesesteaks, jumbo crispy onion rings. Good stuff. The guys had it today, and I think it was pretty tasty. B&B Video Games. Seth, what do you think about that place? I love that place. I think it's got the coolest owner in Marshall County. He's just awesome. He's got some really great stories. So don't just go in there, but go in there and talk to him if you ever do. Uh, he's got some really cool stories. And then for until the end of August. Which is coming up quick. I know. It's everybody crazy. say, oh. 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 The Boaz non-cinema. So many good moments. Yeah. Such a cool place. Very OS thankful. Nine. Very thankful for them uh, yep. supporting the station, supporting the show. It's yes. been amazing, a great run, and whatever they do in the future, I know it's going to be successful. So, yep. yes. Good stuff. All right, more great music. We got some uh, some other stuff coming up here. We got some athletes to talk to. Yeah, see them yeah. in the hold. Already right filing into the Zoom room. Yeah. So. All right, here's Evie McKinney with E6 right here on the varsity. So I got to see it's the Varsity Athlete Interview. And we have the privilege of having Kimbria and Kia with us today from the Asbury basketball team. How are you guys? We're good. They they are in the locker room ready to go. Ready to go. Uh, have y'all started practice yet? Yes, sir. Well, first period. Yeah, we have first period basketball in the mornings. So how does that work? <clears throat> we doing drills, we shooting, we running. How's that go? Wait a minute. A little bit of it all. Ah, fun. All of it. So how long have you two played basketball? When did you know that it's something you wanted to do? You can go first. Alright. Um I started playing basketball probably in third grade. I just loved it ever since, really. Third grade. Yeah, mama's back in like elementary school, peewee. Yeah. And you just never stopped? No, it always gave me something to do. <laughs> and no so, breaks, you know? And so you enjoy uh, high school basketball? Yes, sir. Well, tell me it's, what... It's a lot of... Okay. Tell me what has been the most memorable or most fun game that you've had so far in your career. Oh, God. Probably, um... The Douglas game two years ago when yeah. Grace Walter, like Nicole, and all them were there. Um, that was my sister's uh, last like senior night game. Yeah, and she went off and it was pretty fun to be in. Nice. So she went off. So how many points did she have? Oh, she had a lot. I don't remember. Like thirty, I think. I'm not sure. Wow. <laughs> wow. All right. So. Let's let's you you guys can take turns, but but I, I have I guess I have two questions for both of you. What position do you play, and are you more offensive minded or are you more defensive minded? I play point guard, and I like offense better than defense. Um, I'm forward, forward, forward. Uh, I'd like to say I'm more offense, but I'm pretty sure. 
that I'm more defense. Like Coach Jones would say, I'm more defense. Okay. Okay. I like the- so what? What's what's something about basketball that you could do without? If you could, if you mm. could take one thing away from basketball, what would it be? That you don't like running. I, yeah, that's what. Yeah, that's what I figured. Run. <clears throat> so you wouldn't do soccer? No. <laughs> no. They never miss a beat. This is why she's not on the cross country team. <laughs> no track, no cross no, country. No track, no cross country. Nah, I'm no. out. Yeah, no, I'm out. No. So, what? While Derek is there, what are your favorite basketball drills? What are your least favorite? I like to scrimmage. That's my favorite. And then least favorite, the dribbling drills. Dribbling. Those drill. get tiring after a while. The running and the dribbling. Running drills. and dribbling. Well, how would you, how would you say that you have improved? So I believe this is your senior year. How would you say that you've improved over the four years that you've been there? Asbury. I can definitely shoot better. I used to could not get it to the goal at all. And now I'm pretty consistent with my threes. Oh, that's awesome. That's good. Woohoo. Um I'd say I got better all around really. Like I learned a lot more. But my main focus i'd say is like shooting more yeah is it is it hard to to give an answer when somebody's sitting next to you laughing while you give that answer (laughs) 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 you did good though you handled that well very proud of very uh, like you you never broke the answer there i don't know i would have been like what do i have something on my face like what (laughs) what what happened something in my teeth so what do we what do we what do we enjoy to do away from basketball? Like what's some things that that you guys like to do when you're not playing ball? Eat. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Great answer, Kia. Great answer. How about you, Cambria? I, like, I like my I like hanging with my friends and just hanging out with my boyfriend. That's really it. What okay. kind of things do y'all do when you're hanging out? Uh, we just kind of either go eat or there go, go to a movie or something. Things Kia said. Yeah, eating. <laughs> eating. So, yeah. so you are sitting, yeah. so sitting in the locker room and it brought up this thought for me. How do you get yourself mentally prepared for the nerves, for the major games, for the things like that uh, pre-service? What are the kind of things that you do to get yourself ready for the game? Pre pregame, pregame, not pre-service, yeah. not, not pre-service, pregame. <laughs> I apologize. Pregame. What are the kind of things that we you do? Always, we always um, pray before a game, and so that really helps us a lot. And then we'll go around See, talking about what we need to do. Okay. So are are you are are y'all the are y'all the type of players that do you have a lot of nerves like? It's like really, really nervous before a game, or you're just like, oh, another game. Here we go. Mm, I'm I'm nervous before every game, really. 
little bit. So how do you deal with the uh, nerves? I'll... Well, I don't. When I go out there, they just go away. <laughs> you just have Fair to get enough. out. You just have to get out there and get started, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. Just start. Just gotta get going. Just start. Yeah. Yeah. I like that, Kia. So, uh, both of you have coach. Have y'all had the same coach for the last four years? Um, no, no. I just moved to Asbury last year. Okay. Well, tell me this. Uh, out of your coaches, what would you say is one of the most inspirational things that they've said that you think you'll probably take with you, even beyond the court there in high school once you leave? What's, what's some inspirational things they say, some life lessons they may have taught you that you know you'll probably take with you for the rest of your life? Um, a lot. Okay. The main one, like, the one I remember is, like, <clears throat> the one I remember is, like, about our friends, like, our friendships that we make that are on the basketball team and off the basketball team, like, always be, like, close together and stuff like that. Yeah. How about you, Cambria? Um, mine's more like like never to like give up because like you can be like really down in a game and then game can do like a whole vice versa and like flip. So like just to keep working for what you want and you will get it. Yeah. So, what's what? What do you? What would you guys describe as like your biggest personal achievement playing basketball? That's good. Personal. You can go first. Mm-hmm. Well, when I was when I was at DAR, we won a championship. So that's like mine. Like it was like a good game for me. It was like when I really realized that. Basketball is like what I want to do. So yeah, okay. mine's um, when I played with my sister. Um, each like each time she'd like heat me up and like challenge me, and so that made me really want to like get better like for her and like just to keep going. Okay, that's awesome. I tell you what, we're gonna do, girls. We're gonna take a quick musical break, and we—you're gonna stay there, but we'll be back on radio. All right, we're back with Kia and Kimbria. You got quite a crowd watching you today. It's really great. Just so we told you, this major news networks. It's okay, but yes. uh, anyway. So we're gonna go to the fun stuff. And first, I always—well, I have been the last few weeks. Made Randy. Randy is from DAR. <laughs> just graduated high school a former athlete himself so we're gonna have a question from him uh, randy give it to him all right so what do you want to do like as a person outside of state in the playoffs and all that what do you want to do as a person this basketball season i don't know if i worded that to where it made sense or not can y'all hear us now we can okay Go, Go ahead, ahead and ask it okay. again. Sorry. So, like, outside of state in the playoffs and all that, what do you want to do this basketball season? Definitely, we want to um, grow together as a team, I think. Really create a better bond than we had last year. 
and to really just um, win for each other because everyone wants it bad this year and like just have fun with it. Great answer. Good, good Great answer, answer, yeah. So how much, like, I'll just build on that question from Randy and then we'll get to the fun stuff. Like, how much do you think that that team chemistry and that team bond, like, how much do you think that that, that plays in, in your team's success? It's a, it's a really big part, honestly. Like, it, like, if we don't have, like, the kind of bond that all of us have, because we're all really close, it just makes it way much harder when we're out there on the court playing. Because you don't understand each other, and if you don't understand each other outside the sport, you're not going to be able to read each other on the court, Ooh. and you just will be out of sync. It's good stuff. Yeah, nice. good answers. So I, I'm going to throw this in because me and you do this. There, this <laughs> is us. Tell me about a time or two where you just felt like the guys in the black and white just got it wrong. <laughs> the refs. How did they do oh, you wrong? We got a big eye roll. When, on that one. Yeah. When? Oh, when did so, they? When oh. did they make the wrong call? When did they do you wrong? Talk These to guys, us. He yeah. has been robbed by a white ref or two. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I say there was this one game against JB Pennington. That was probably like I'd say probably like ten seconds left. We're down by two. Yeah. And I had the ball going for. I mean, I get fouled, get my own rebound, go up for a layup again, and get fouled again. And then Kimber here goes up for a shot with a broke arm, and then we lose. They like no just call. Did, they would not call anything. The oh. Count was terrible that game. Oh. Yeah. And and I guess wow. when that happened, your stands were completely calm. Correct. Dead silence. Uh, crickets everywhere. Were... No, yeah, it was. It was just. It was not the day. Everyone was disappointed, and it just we didn't let it happen. Next game against them, though, we really. All right. So, so have either one of you ever been teed up in a basketball game? Gotten technical. I got some laughs. (laughs) Yes. Oh. Yeah, we both have. Both. Mm. Wow. Multiple times or just once? Um, multiple. <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing. Is there are so Kia looks like she yeah. could hurt somebody. I'm <laughs> look, just look, I'm gonna look, put it out there. <laughs> All right. So is there punishment? Is there punishment for technicals at Asbury? <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, okay. <laughs> oh boy. From your coach. Oh yeah. There's yeah. probably running involved. Correct. Uh, without a doubt. All right, we don't need to go any further, but they both have been teed up multiple times, and that's <laughs> awesome. That's awesome. I don't condone that behavior, but I'm just saying. Right, right. You don't condone you, it. You don't love your team enough if you don't get a tech That's right. Wow. All right, so what, away from basketball, or maybe it is basketball. Maybe it's in the locker room, or maybe in a game, or, you know, you fell in the lunchroom, but what, what is what is both of your most embarrassing moments? This was during a basketball game. Um, we played against Brindley. Yeah. And I shot on the wrong goal oh, and made it. Oh, oh, and you made it. Yeah. Two points for the other yeah. team. You know, though, in, in that yeah, point, it was pretty- what is more embarrassing, shooting on the all, your own goal and missing 
are actually making it. Right, I mean, do you? I mean, did you say? Well, I mean, at least I made it. It, it I mean, it definitely be missing, well, and then going for the rebound and trying again. <laughs> right, yes, yes, that would be the worst. I, w- I want to talk to a referee. What if you're going up for a layup on on your goal, or your own goal? Yeah. But yet you get fouled. <laughs> what? Ooh, what? How does we that need the refs. Yeah, I'm gonna. T- I have a buddy that's a referee. I'm Conundrum. gonna ask him. All right, so, wow. All right, Kia, what's what's your most embarrassing moment? Mm. Not that one. I'd say well, this one's outside of basketball. I'm uh, I almost got into the wrong person's car when they were in there. Explain <laughs> <laughs> yourself. I freaked somebody out at Walmart. Yeah. Like, who's just getting in my car right now? What's up? <laughs> <laughs> Who are you? Stranger <laughs> danger. It was the same kind of car. Like I just, it looked the same. I thought it was the right one, but it wasn't. It's deeply disappointing when you found out. <laughs> That's fantastic. This is not a good day. This is not wrong car. Yeah, no big deal. So, uh, who would you say? I asked you who inspires you the most. And we ask this a lot for athletes and stuff like that. Who is an athlete that was before you? And Kia, I know this may not be where you're at right now at the school you're at, but what? Who? Tell us about an athlete that has inspired you to be more and do more. Uh, in your your position, they they were upperclassmen and they really inspired you, or they really helped motivate you. Tell us about that. Um, well, before I was point, uh, my cousin Grace Walters was point, and, um, she just knew what, where that, that ball was, and, like, she, like, I really inspired to, like, be as good of a point guard as her, but, yeah. like, motivational-wise, like, just kept me going would be my sister, Nicole, um, always pushing me to do better. Yeah. And, Kia, if the, even if they're not from your school now, tell us about that person. <clears throat> Same position, right? <laughs> okay. Um. Well, does that have to be on the girls' basketball team? Not it's or? no any any athlete that's inspired you. Well, my older brother has. I would. He's one who like he taught me a lot like about basketball. Like he's one who like got me into it in, in the beginning, so, and I learned a lot from him. So it. He would have to be the one that inspired me the most. That's awesome. What about what about think about your whole educational career and shout out the teacher that that has impacted you the most. I like that. That's a good question. Teacher shout out. Oh, Mr. Mr. Maples. He is awesome. He he goes above and beyond for students and like he won't like leave us behind like if we're struggling like he'll really like just take a minute and make sure everyone's on the same page and, and what does he teach mr I'm Michaels? Not. he um teaches science <laughs> awesome that's a good one good good question dear kia teacher that inspires us mm-hmm. mm, i'd say miss hancock she is, her energy is just everything. 
She has the best energy. She's always so happy. And what does she teach? Happy. What does she teach? Spanish and history. Awesome. Nice. Awesome. Nice. That was a great question. Good job, Derek. Uh, and then the last thing. Okay, look, y'all are seniors this year. Uh, you have a yeah. great. I'm sure you have an in, uh, incredible uh, expectation for the team. What kind of legacy would you like to leave at Asbury, and how do you want to be remembered as a student athlete? Um, I want to leave like. Of course, I want us to win. Like, I want that. I want that to happen. But um, for myself, I want to be able for people to look back and be like, she like never gave up. Yeah. And like, she just kept on. If we were behind fifty points, like, she wouldn't let that get the best of her. And that's that's what I want to be able for people to say about me after I graduate. That's good. Good answer. Yeah. Um. For me, uh, I want people to, like, the younger kids that are coming up, I want them to, like, look up to me. I hope they, they look up to me. And I would I wish they, like, try to be like me. Not really, but, like, uh, that's only <laughs> But not, like, try to be like me and ask me questions. Like, I want them to know who I am, like, to try, like, where I could help them. Yeah. That's good. Both good answers. Well, I have enjoyed having both of you here today, and we hope that you have a really fantastic year. Yeah, good luck. Good luck, ladies. Thank you for joining us. Thank you Thank for you. having us. What was that show when I was in high school on MTV? Hoover. Remember uh -huh. when Hoover was on MTV? Yeah. Rush Prost. He's now, his uh, Netflix premiere of Title Town is going gonna, is gonna to debut on Netflix. Is he talking about Alabama? No, he, t he coaches now in Valdosta, Georgia. Valdosta. Georgia. He was the head coach at Hoover when Hoover kind of got big, yeah, and started winning state championship after state championship, and then didn't he I can't. What was the stuff? name of didn't that he show? Recruit? Well, he always said that Hoover recruited itself; that they didn't have to go get players. But you know, they went, I, I can neither they confirm. I can neither confirm nor deny. I wasn't there. I know that that I was a high school player when that hit the t two a days, two a days. John Parker Wilson was on there. Yeah. Least favorite Alabama quarterback. Um, John Parker was. Gosh. If I told you we were going to have him on the show, you I, I wouldn't be here that day. <laughs> <laughs> Calling sick. Uh, <clears throat> I no longer want to be a part. I got a meeting today. I got a meeting. I got a meeting I have to Seth, be in. I can't be there. Um, Who's you know. your favorite ever? Because there's a lot to work with. Um, Favorite quarter, just quarterback? Yeah. Bama quarterback. Um, is either Hard question. is either it's it's probably Mac. I think Mac was probably slightly underrated. Um, Mac definitely. was pretty good because um, he had to sit behind Jalen. He had to sit behind Tua. Um, and if you look at last year, he had almost kind of the same offense that Tua did, mm -hmm. and he did it better. I said it. He did it better. Um. He did. And I think, you know, right now he's got a chance. They're talking right now that in a couple of weeks, if Cam Newton doesn't step up for the Patriots, that Matt could be the starting quarterback of the I, New England I Patriots. I've heard so, that. I've heard that um, he has a good chance of starting, and which I, I didn't expect. I really liked A.J. McCarron because I, I, I'm i a little bit older school, I guess, and I really loved 
that offense, like play action. We're going. We're the, we, the Alabama ball. was a run run team. You know, I thought AJ did great. Like they were, you know. I liked AJ. I feel like he got a bad rap in his well, draft. Well, or right, here's yeah. the deal. <laughs> AJ was a great quarterback, and there's a ton of great college quarterbacks. That doesn't necessarily mean they're going to be great. the next pro. great pro. I mean, look at Vince. Vince Young was probably one of the best college quarterbacks that me or you, in our generation. And the dude played like two or three years in the league, and then he's done. So, yeah. you know, A.J. was great for what Alabama wanted him to do, uh, which, by the way, he tore his ACL in a preseason that. game. That was, that was the sad. the Falcons. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, um, there were a couple of games, you know, his – and A.J. had a chance to win two two in a row that would have given Alabama three in a row, but and he played really good in the kick six. He just didn't cover a field goal because he wasn't asked to, you know. So. Yeah. I don't want to bring that up. It kind of I'm still hurts. A little, but little bitter about still that. Still a little bitter. A little bitter. Um, Hurting a whole lot on that one. <laughs> well, I mean, everybody thinks kick six, kick six. Alabama legitimately was going to win a third straight national championship, and no one's ever won three straight. So it was like, we're going to win three in a row because we're going to beat Auburn. We're going to beat whoever. We think Auburn played Missouri in the SEC championship game. Right. So Alabama's going to beat them, and then Auburn goes and loses – it's not a knock. It's just a fact. I'm not being a homer. Um, Florida State, Jameis Winston, Alabama beats that team. Like you can't convince me otherwise. That that AJ yeah. McCarron, Eddie Lacy, they beat Florida State, and you went three in a row. So the kick six was was more than that. So let's get back on radio. We'll talk about this thing. I'll intro it. Okay, okay. five seconds. Welcome back to the Varsity Radio Show right here on 88.5 JFM. So glad you're here with us. So, you know, sometimes we talk about NFL. And, uh, yeah, I found a really cool story. It's really faith-based. It's one of these quarterbacks. Could be a starting quarterback coming up for the Indianapolis Colts. His name is Sam Ellinger. And looks like he's going to be stepping in if Carson Wentz, their lead quarterback, he had foot mm. surgery. Exactly. Yeah, he doesn't Carson. recover. If he's not at 100%, this kid could be it. So... There's a lot going on in his life. I mean, just earlier in May, he was drafted to the NFL there for the Indianapolis Colts. So life's been pretty much a whirlwind for him. So a lot of pressure. And so anybody in his position would kind of be like, okay, what what do I have to do to make sure that I am the one they pick to start this season? And so they asked him about that. And his answer to that question, I thought was worth sharing. So take a listen to this. I think you're really going to like it. Here we go. How do you not let them know who you be too Knowing that, okay, Frank, coaches have shown, all right, Sam has gone from, you know, supposedly going to be the third quarterback this year, and now splitting reps and practice with, with Jacob at the first team, now an opportunity to start. How do you not let yourself get into that mindset of, well, you know what, this may be my last chance to get out here and show that if Carson's not ready for week one, I should be, I should be starting. I think that's a great question. I think it's it's something that anybody can run into in any profession um, when when faced with the opportunity that they were waiting for, um, and and if that goes negatively, I feel like that's where a lot of people face adversity and face um, holes in their life. And for me, just the perspective that I've been able to gain um, through adversity, through life, things in my life, um, it's really put into perspective what we're on this earth to do, and so that keeps football um, in in check for me and realizing that this is just a game and as much as everybody here loves it and as much money that flows into the business and things that happen like that um at the end of the day it is just a sport 
you play football. Um, obviously, it is our job, but there's a lot of things that are a lot more important, and keeping that in perspective and not making it your life or death is, is kind of how I keep it in perspective. I think that is the first time I've ever heard mm. a professional football player say, Football is just a game. It's just a game. That it is. Great. It's just yeah. a game. That just perspective. Great. So uh, a little bit of why he has that perspective. He lost his dad when he was 14. Mm-hmm. He lost his brother earlier this year. So oh. he's seen a lot. So he knows why he's here. Mm. And so uh, faith is first and foremost in his life. I think this might be the makings of a Tim Tebow. Yeah. I really do. Yeah. Really good I stuff. Like yeah. Like to share. Well, you know, it's... And the thing is, is it's like a broader conversation because yeah. the prof- the prof- professionaliz- professionalization of sports starts starts it. now when kids are like five you yeah. know we've yeah. talked about that and yeah you know for him to stand there and admit yeah we make a lot of money to do this but ultimately it's it, we're playing a game yeah. and you know we can have fun but this is not it's what i do it's not who i am yeah. you know and I think that that's a perspective for for all of us. It doesn't matter if we're playing football or, you know, if we're. It doesn't matter what we're doing. It's not what we do. It's who we are. That that really, really, really matters. You know. Yeah. And that's that's a really great point right there. Really good. And then that story that just popped up that you had up, Brett. Oh Favre, yeah. I yeah. mean. You know. Explain it. Explain the story. But, I mean, Brett Favre. Brett Favre is a guy that will tell you that. He's a legend. He doesn't know how many concussions he has. You know, he, yeah. he can tell you that there were games that he played that he shouldn't have played in. medically still been in the game. Um, and he's all he's been an advocate that you know kids shouldn't shouldn't be taking hits to the head. And this is just my personal preference. You know, I have a son. I played football. I coached football. Gavin's not playing until I feel like his body is can ready to it. play. Yeah. And you know, I. If you want to let your kid play peewee, that's something that you and your family has decided. That's fine. Um, my son may not be ready to play football until he's 16, 17. I don't know. Yeah. You know, and to be honest with you, it's not going to break my heart if he goes, hey, Dad, I don't I don't think I really want to do that. That's okay. Because there's other things that he can do, and it doesn't even have to be athletically yeah. uh, centered. It can be theater. It can be band. It can be whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I do think that football specifically, I get it. Kids can get hurt walking through the house. I understand it. Yeah. My biggest problem with somebody who's coached a little bit is not everybody that coaches is putting the right fundamentals, and kids kids get hurt in football more than other sports when fundamentals aren't the number one thing. And when the wrong thing is taught, and I would see it, kids would that's wrong. Like you can't do it like that, or you're gonna get really hurt. You know, yeah. if you don't if you don't have the proper technique in tackling, there's a chance you could tackle somebody. I mean, look at David Pollock. Yeah. I mean, David Pollock makes it to the NFL and on his second or third game breaks his neck. Career over. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And he had those fundamentals. Yeah. And so if you're not teaching those fundamentals, you know, that's just my that's my beef. Um, it's more, and, and I'm, and here's the deal. I know some great peewee coaches that actually do the correct thing, but for for me uh, and my kid that I'm that God gave me yeah. uh, to steward and to take care of and to turn him into a fully functioning adult that can make the world a better place, 
he ain't playing football. Yeah. <laughs> Not for a while, you know? Like, it's just, that's just what we've decided. And you remember. Yeah. You remember. And, and, and I was the same way. Like, I, and I kept telling my dad, Dad, I'm going to get to school ball and I'm not, everybody's going to have played Pee Wee. And dad was like, best kids will play. It doesn't matter. You yeah. know, it doesn't matter if you've played. And so, you know. It's a serious topic right now. Just a mm-hmm. couple weeks ago, my family and I, we were walking around Arab City Park, and we passed by one of the ball fields over there, and we heard one of the coaches telling his players. They were all huddled up, said, all right, we don't tackle like this, because if you tackle like this, that could end their career. Yeah. And it's like teaching peewee kids, this could end their career yeah. that early, because it is that serious. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm glad there are coaches who treat Concussions. it with, with the sensitivity and that it needs. Yes. Yeah. And see, for me... I'm glad that he's having that conversation. Yes. But that conversation is why I'm not going to let my my eight-year-old play football. Exactly. Because you don't have that conversation in soccer. Now, here's the deal. Could my son's career be ended at eight playing basketball or soccer? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. It could. Something could happen. Okay, but the percentages... Be like a freak accident. Yeah, it's got to be a freak thing. Football is one of those things that routine, everyday plays... I mean, I, the, sca- the scariest yeah. moment that I had as a coach was a running back. It was one of those weird things that it doesn't hardly ever happen. The offensive line and the defensive line just split. And it was like a linebacker and a running back. And it was, they just, and credit my linebacker, he didn't back down. He didn't backpedal. He came straight. And they both, at the same time, dropped their heads. Mm. And when they both dropped their heads, I went, oh, I was in the headset. I went, oh, no. They both hit. The running back fell off. He took, he didn't take as much as the blow. And my linebacker was knocked unconscious before he hit the ground. That's why they got targeting and, and calls. And I was, I was on the field before the play was even over. Yeah. Because I was like, this kid, like, I just, you know, when you see a kid do the whole, like, he locked up and just falls like a tree, you know, that was a, that was the scaredest I have ever been. As a coach, now he was fine. He had to sit out two or three weeks though because his concussion was that bad. Uh, but luckily, he was still—you know—he played a whole career. But you know, a couple more inches, and he—he he may not walk again. Yeah. So yeah. you know, it's serious stuff. Stuff yeah. we need to talk about. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Let's get back to some music, shall we? Yes. Richland, "Love Like Thunder" with Ryan Stevenson right here on the Varsity. Talking about that, Derek. I have. Red books and stuff, scouts, all the way from baseball to everything else. Just saying, you're starting your kids too early, yeah, and you're burning them out, and, that, and they're know, not peaking at the right time. Well, and then another thing is, you know, kids that are 12 that talking about, tra- sorry, travel ball. Well, <laughs> talking yeah. about well, too early. So you know, you know, know uh, the other part of that with sports, the professionalization of youth sports is mm-hmm. this specialization. So, like, if I've got a 12-year-old and he's better at baseball than he is everything else, yeah. then we quit everything else and we pour everything into baseball. baseball. And so, even though all of the, and I'm just talking data, science, will tell you that the, the players that play multiple sports have a higher percentage of going per... per it, and, and then not to mention, let's, I think that parents almost need, like, like you know, you realize that one percent of kids are going to go pro. Greg mentioned it. Hanley's number two in the state in four A, and but did you catch the part where the running back has nineteen Division one offers? That is a huge thing that people don't like. All right, even if you, I'm going to take North Marshall County Schools. Okay, even last year when Albertville had Trinity Bell, 
yeah. who was going to the University of Tennessee. It's a rare thing in this area that you have somebody in the county that's going to a not just Division One. I'm, I'm going to an SEC school. Like the percentages of that taking place is so small, and it's it's something to just be, you know. It. I mean, Jake Bentley, who is who's now the quarterback at South Alabama, right. was the quarterback at South Carolina and Utah. He's kind of bounced around, but when he was at Opelika, it was different when he was on the field. Brian Robertson, who's the running back at Alabama right now, I watched him play high school ball. You knew where he was when you walked on the field. He was bigger than everybody. He was stronger than everybody. Yeah. <clears throat> Opelika shut them out two years in a row. Um, but you know, but you knew who he was. Right. And so it's just so incredibly hard Even, to go. Uh, okay. To, yeah. When we on the varsity talk to a college athlete versus a high school athlete, the levels are just yeah. Was the the and I hear this every time we talk to them. We have to compete every day for our yep. job. It's not like we were all the best in our school. I mean, if you if you take uh, an SEC team, every player on that SEC team is the best player from their team, their high school. Absolutely, team. Mm-hmm. and maybe and so, be the best in their state. It, it, it very well could be like, especially at Bama. If you're, you <laughs> yeah. Know, well, even Auburn, yeah. even yeah, you know, at Al- Auburn too, Alabama and Auburn. All of those players are the top players in whatever state they came from, even Alabama. Yeah. And if they came from Alabama, chances are they're the best player on their team, you know? And so it's like when I was at Opelika, I would just tell kids, like, I don't care if you're going to Cal State community grade 13. I don't care. Yeah. If it's school and they're going to pay for your school, and you get to continue to play football Go. past grade 12. Yeah. It's a blessing. It's an opportunity. Go make the most. Like, you know, I've got I've got kids right now at Kennesaw State, you know, got yeah. one at Duke. Um, yeah. So it, anytime you get to continue playing, a, like like the professor, like Sam said, yeah. we get to play a game. If you get to continue to play that game yeah. and get school paid for, that's such a huge, huge, Big huge deal. deal. And the percentages would just tell me that I shouldn't shut my life down when my son turns 12. You can probably, probably don't have time to find it for this show, but David Pollock actually went, I wouldn't call it a rant. He actually, on college game day, looked into the camera and said, the chances of your kid coming to Georgia or to Alabama or to whatever, these are the one percenters. These are and, and he goes whole, and here's the deal, yeah. and he this is what David Pollock said. David Pollock said, and all of that's God given talent. It's not because you shut down everything and forced fed them baseball for 13 years. It's just because God gave them the talent and the ability to be better at everybody. You know, like yeah. that's that's the thing. David Pollock said that on game day, and I was watching game day, and I was like. I can't believe he just said that on college game day. Like that was awesome. Like, that was good. I mean, I mean, Michael. Like Michael is the greatest basketball player of all time, and we can talk about him not making the school team or whatever. You know, or Kobe Bryant. They were more talented, but they also worked harder. You know what I'm saying? Like they worked really, really hard. Yeah. They had more. I think that there are some people that will never know their name, and they might be more talented than Michael, but they just didn't work as hard. You know. Or they just didn't take make the most of their opportunities, you know? Yeah, yeah, you're right. These are good conversations. 
talent, but, talent yeah. will get you to the college. Work will get you to the league. Yeah. Well, I mean, and, well, and this idea that my kids got to do certain things and play certain places and do certain things in order to be seen. Yeah. If you're you, you think Craig Kimbrell, Kimbrell that came out of Huntsville, Alabama, and pitched for the Braves, and now he pitches. Uh, he just got traded, I think, to the White Sox. Who's been in the league? He's been playing professional baseball for fifteen years. Do you think that? Anything that he did in high school other than just his talent, you know, got him seen, got him recruited. You know, like, no, he was just better than everybody, you know? Like, he just was that good. You're right. The best player that I played against, his name was Desmond Jennings. He was the quarterback for Pinson Valley, and he played left field for the Tampa Bay Rays, and he just was one of the most talented dudes you'll ever, and it was just talent. Like, he just was so much better. He's way better than me. <laughs> a lot of people way better than me. And those guys, a lot of times, are really big, too. Well, and I mean, size, too. I mean, Trinity Bell was 6'6", six, six, something and ran like a four five four six forty. Well, I mean, and, and two, if you look at a football team, I'm, I'm looking at, do they have any of those dudes that when, you're, when they're warming up, you just go, whoa, look at that dude. Brian Robinson was that guy. When, when Hillcrest Tuscaloosa was warming up, you knew where he was. Like, oh, oh, that's Brian Robinson. That's the number one running back in the state. Like, yeah. oh. Yeah. But then also, 40 times. If yeah. nobody if nobody on your football team runs under a 4.7 or 4.8, it's just, you know what I'm saying? Like, speed is such a it's important. A it's, a, it's so important. And I'm sure if we talk, if we got Greg back on here, I bet Hanley and Guttersville's got some, got some skilled They're guys running too. Back. They're running I bet back. those dudes, I bet those dudes are running, you know? So, yeah. And here's the deal. It's not saying that you shouldn't, if your kid chooses to play a sport, your kid shouldn't work to get better at that sport. They should. They should. You should be committed. You should work hard. You should try to do well, okay, to get better. Um, but then also having the realization that my kid's five foot eleven. He runs a 5'2", 40. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He can't throw 40 yards. Like, the chances of him going pro at that, with those – Looks, he is going. You know, it's not. You know, it's. <laughs> I'm already looking at Gavin going. This kid ain't. He, you know, chances of well, him yeah. getting a scholarship. I, you know, I feel like, slightly called out on that. <laughs> I could well, run a little faster, but Gavin's in this mode where he thinks uh, different shoes make him fast. Mm. And I'm like, buddy, I thought that. That's not how. Do that you works. remember the pump shoes? Oh god, I thought I that. never could get light ups or pumps. pump shoes. Pump shoes make you faster. Yeah. I need some grown adult pump shoes. Can somewhere. anybody bring us to the studio pump some shoes. old pumps? I want some. I don't care if they're used. I'll rock them. Mentally, <laughs> I thought I could run faster. It was mental. I'm going to pump <laughs> it up, and now I'm going to dunk. Like, no, you're not. Like, no, you're not. It's, it's like like you said. we got to know our limitations. Yeah, you got to know. Yeah, only, like, one, only one more person's allowed to dunk in those shoes. That's Derek. That's hilarious. And that sound lets you know that it's the end of our show here at the Varsity Radio mm. Show. Aww. And we want to let you know where you can find us when you miss us. Because we know sometimes you do. So we miss you. You can go to Facebook at Varsity Radio Show. Check us out on Instagram at Varsity underscore radio underscore show. Or at Twitter at Varsity Radio 885. And of course, podcasts everywhere. Just about everywhere podcasts are, you can find us. Everywhere. Podcasts. Yep. Everywhere. everywhere. And, podcasts. Then, and then we would be just terrible people if we didn't tell you about the Char- most incredible burger of your life. It's Scrum. the Char Burger. Scrum Deadly. 
And uh, yeah, in their home of the famous Char Grill Wildcat Burger, Chicken Fingers, Philly Cheesesteak, and Jumbo Crispy Philly Onion Ring. I like how you do that. DJ Cat. <laughs> <laughs> b Video Games, 80 style arcade. You don't have to carry a pocket full of change, which I Pay think that's play. a big plus. Pay oh, and yeah. play, baby. Right by the Pizza Hut, and then Boaz Non Cinema for the next two days. Yeah, Tuesday. Tuesday, Boaz Non Cinema. Hey guys, we've enjoyed it. We have. We will it's see you back next time. week. <laughs> it's gonna be great. Same varsity time, same varsity place. Eighty-eight five JFM.